Hello guys, welcome back to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ebony May, and today's a solo episode. How exciting. I hope that everyone's been enjoying the episodes that we've been having lately. We've had some amazing interviews, which I have loved recording, and that we're doing two episodes a week at the moment. So every Wednesday and every Friday, pencil that in your diary for a Real Health Real Talk podcast release. Okay, let's get into the real recap. What have I been doing this week? I've had so much to do for the podcast, which has been amazing. I've been loving it. And as always, like it just lights me up. I got the opportunity to go on the Firmwood Instagram page, which is so exciting. Take that over. That was last Thursday and talk about nutrition and answer your guys' questions. Um, So that was really, really fun. And I enjoyed that. And apart from that, I've just been staying home, literally just on my computer. I've been planning something for Nourish and Brunch, which is really exciting. And I'll let you guys know as soon as that is ready. But apart from all that, yeah, just staying home, doing some home workouts and loving them. And yeah, getting to hang out with my fam. Okay, today's episode, I want to talk about stress and food and emotional eating. This is such a bizarre time at the moment, and I know that a lot of us are at home, and when we're at home, we're snacking more, plus we're more stressed, so the stress levels are high, and I just wanted to talk about a few things. We're going to break it down, okay? We're going to talk about emotional eating, and then we're also going to talk about stress and eating, and they definitely overlap, but there's going to be a bit of a difference, and you'll realize that. So when we're talking about emotional eating... What are you eating when you're eating emotionally? So if you're thinking, yeah, putting my hand up, I'm an emotional eater, what do you opt for? Are you sitting down and having a bowl of broccoli or are you reaching for those more sugary, more refined, like sugary treats, lollies, pastries, bread or pizza? I feel like it's the latter. So let's dive into that a little bit more. In our body, we produce a hormone called serotonin and this is known, you probably know it as the happy hormone or nature's antidepressant. Serotonin is made from the amino acid tryptophan. Now, although when we're consuming carbohydrates, we're not consuming the amino acids that we're consuming when we're eating protein, but when we consume carbs, we release insulin. That stimulates our body to absorb amino acids, which means they're more available and we're getting more available tryptophan, and thus we have more available serotonin. The increase of tryptophan in turn increases levels of serotonin and thus improves our mood. So we're thinking increased carbohydrate means increased tryptophan, which means increased serotonin, which in turn is the happy hormone, the antidepressant hormone, we're going to feel happier. And there was actually a study conducted in Australia, and they found a direct correlation between low-carbohydrate diets and low moods. So we know that eating carbohydrates is going to, in fact, improve our mood because we're eating and we're going to improve our serotonin, sorry. Um, And not everybody struggles with emotional eating. And this is important to acknowledge because I think sometimes we can feel like if we are struggling with emotional eating, if we are eating to feed our emotions, why doesn't everyone? So this is usually a learned behavior from childhood. So maybe you were given food as a reward when you were younger your brain develops a habit. So feeling sad and then eating refined carbs and then feeling happy, like that's a pattern and your brain remembers that. So the next time you feel sad, then you want refined carbs and then you want to feel happy. The thing about this that's really sad is when we opt for not very good foods, we aren't going to feel good in the long haul, okay? We know that eating fruits and vegetables and really nutrient-dense food makes us feel good. We feel vibrant, we thrive, we feel great within our bodies. Yes, there might be that really short-term 
win, I guess, of the, the happiness from increasing our serotonin, we also often follow that up with guilt. If we've just eaten a pile of crap, a lot of us are then going to feel guilty. And I don't want to make a generalization. If you don't surround food with guilt, then that's amazing. But when we're talking about emotional eating, there is a lot of emotion around it. And a lot of the time, I'm telling you more times than not, it's going to be circled with guilt and it becomes a little bit of a vicious cycle. And the thing that we need to realize is that we're not eating for taste. You know when somebody's eating and they're like they're just eating like a whole block of chocolate, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, you're obviously not hungry. You're just eating for taste. If we were eating for taste, then we could stop at one. Okay, so a square of chocolate doesn't taste differently each time you eat it. You keep going because there's an intended outcome to feel happy. So how do we manage this? I want to stress that I'm not a psychologist by any means. And I definitely think that if you're struggling a lot with this kind of issue with emotional eating, then it might be worthwhile going and seeking some help like from a psychologist to get um, to deal with those things but in a broader sense and because I'm not giving any advice this is not advice this is just for informational purposes only there's nothing wrong with having foods that you enjoy in fact it's great to have foods that you enjoy okay foods that light you up foods that that you find joy in there's nothing wrong with that but it's when it becomes a habit to always go for for foods that aren't nutrient dense. You know, there's it, there's no harm in moderation. I'm not the type of nutritionist to say that you should only have nutrient dense foods because I know that there's a time and a place for having foods that you want just because you want them, foods that you're having just because you know that they taste delicious and you love them. There's nothing wrong with that, but we do need to think about moderation here. So how do we deal with this then? If we're just eating these things in moderation, then how do we overcome these feelings? If we're overcome with sadness and we can't really apply the everything in moderation rule, how do we get around this? Well, what else makes you happy? Because we need to come back to thinking about the chemical reaction here. Okay, this is something that's happening in our brain. Um, so what else makes you happy? Because if it's just about increasing your serotonin, at the end of the day, that's what we want to do. We want to increase our serotonin. And that's what our body's craving. Sunlight, exercise, even remembering things that have happened in the past that have made you happy have been proven to increase your serotonin levels. Okay, so there are different ways to do it. And perhaps maybe you need to apply some structures to your life so that when you feel yourself going into a phase or a state where you're going to eat mindlessly and eat emotionally, that you try these things first. And you might not, obviously, sometimes you might not want to go for a run around the block, but you could just sit for a moment and think about something really, really happy. It might be the difference between you eating something that's really not nutrient dense to eating something that is nutrient dense. The other thing I want to talk about is actually eating mindfully and eating joyfully. Because what happens a lot of the time is when we're, I know from even personal experience, when I'm eating emotionally and when I've chosen a not nutrient dense food, you end up scoffing it down. You just eat, 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 eat. You get lost in that. You just get lost in it. And it's because you don't really want to be eating it. You know, at the end of the day, that you're not going to have enjoyed this. And that's the sad part there is that we're eating all of these non-nutrient dense foods, trying to increase our serotonin to in turn increase our happiness, but we're not actually taking the time to enjoy them. When we sit down and mindfully eat and focus on the joy and being present in that moment, whether you're eating with some family members or even if you're eating by yourself, really taking in that moment. Like if you're eating a peach, 
eat that juicy peach. Like think about the texture, think about the juice running down your hands, think about how it feels like the outside compared to the inside. Like literally take yourself on this sensory adventure that like the eating food is a sensory adventure if you want to make it one. If you do that, I promise you that you'll find that you're feeling fuller faster and you're feeling fuller for longer you're not in a state of just mindlessly eating, eating, eating. Because when we watch TV shows or when we are just having a huge binge fest and we're not even concentrating on what we're eating, you know, how those times you can sit on the couch and not even know that you've gone through a whole like bowl of nuts or something like that. Your body doesn't know you're eating it either. Like you're literally tricking your mind. Your mind is occupied by something else. So then we're not getting those hunger cues. We're not getting that that satiation that we should be getting at the time that we should be getting it. And finally, when you go to the pantry to eat, a lot of the time it is just a habit. So you need to create a cue for yourself. Maybe it's a little note at the door or something like that on your pantry just saying, why am I eating? Like ask yourself genuinely why you want food. Get in touch with those emotions and be honest with yourself. Guys, you have to be honest with yourself. And I know that I am a massive culprit for eating when I'm not hungry, 100% since I've been working from home. It's like a break, you know, it's for fun times to take a break. So I've tried to implement going for a walk instead. The goal is to ask yourself, what am I getting from this? If it's just you need a break from work, well, how else can I spend that? If it's because I'm feeling bored, well, how can I occupy myself? Is it because I'm feeling sad? Well, how can I make myself happy? I'm not demonizing anyone or anything here. 100% eat whatever you like, but these are just a few tools that will help because we need to think about it for what it is. And it is this like chemical thing happening. But like I said, it does run deeper than that. If you want to see a psychologist and talk about these issues, then that's definitely an option for you. So now I want to talk to the people who are like, I definitely don't emotional eat. Like I'm genuinely hungry and I don't know why. Like since the whole breakout with Corona, I've been way more stressed and I've been way more hungry. You might be like, stuff you, Eb, I'm hungry. My hunger is increasing through this crazy time and it is not just emotional eating. So let's talk about hunger for a second. The feeling of hunger is caused by a hormone called ghrelin. It's known as the hunger hormone and it's mainly released in the stomach, but it's also released in the small intestine, the pancreas and the brain. Ghrelin sends a message to the hypothalamus, which in turn stimulates appetite, making us feel hungry. In short, when ghrelin is released, we feel hungry and we want to eat. So it's been found that stress can actually increase the levels of ghrelin released. So stress can increase how hungry we feel or whether we feel hungry at all. Studies have found a direct correlation between caloric intake and levels of our stress. So for higher levels of stress, we are eating more food. And this is all because of stress. So we do have a hormone called cortisol, which is essentially our stress hormone. So this hormone binds the receptors in the brain, stimulating an increase in appetite and cravings. This makes sense when we look back historically, humans had a goal, like one main goal, and that was to prevent starvation and thus death. So the types of stresses that we had back then were being chased by something or going through a famine. So it makes a lot of sense that when that stress increased, that our bodies wanted more food. Because when we can eat more food, eat calorically dense foods and eat more of those calorically dense foods, we're able to store those foods and go for food, go without food for a longer period of time. If we're eating more food, then we're able to run away for longer. We're able to abstain from food longer while we're finding food. So it makes a lot of sense when you think about why biologically wired this way. 
So perhaps a good option if we're thinking, okay, stress is making me hungry, then perhaps a good option for this type of person is to try and manage that stress. And I know that is so much easier said than done. And there's all those, you know, things that we always talk about, like meditation. I've recently gotten back into my meditation practice and I absolutely love it. Um, But there's also like, you know, exercise and stuff like that and just doing things that you really enjoy. But I want to talk about some sort of stress management that is really, really important in this point of time. It's just taking care of your mental health. So when we when I talk about that, what I mean is we exercise, okay, and we might meditate, but and we eat well, but we don't think about the information that we're taking in. We think about the food that we're taking in. We don't think about that information. Now at this time, I'm not saying at all that you shouldn't be watching the news because of course there are important updates coming up, but I want you to start thinking about it like this, okay? So imagine you have a small cup And every single day, the bare minimum information that you need to get by to be able to follow the rules and be a helpful and functioning member of society, that fills up your cup. Okay, anything else is overflow. So watching the Corona channel for six hours, that's overflow. Scrolling through negative tweets or Facebook posts or Instagram posts about Corona, that's overflow. Choosing to partake in fear-based conversations with a random person is overflow. All of that overflow is just contributing to your stress. So by no means am I saying to be unaware or um, uninformed. Absolutely not. We all have to know what is going on. But I think that if you sit back and ask yourself how much of this is overflow, a lot of that will be overflow. If you think about the bare minimum that you need to know to be a helpful, functioning, law-abiding citizen, that's not much. You know, we have those little updates, the little bulletins from when we change from stage one, stage two, stage three, whatever. And that's really important. We need to know that. And I'm by no means undermining the importance of all of this, but I'm purely saying that a lot of what we do, and I had to catch myself as well, a lot of what we watch and a lot of what we say and a lot of what we listen to, that is overflow that we don't need to know. And all of that is just increasing our stress level. I also want to just point out that this is a crazy time. This is an unprecedented time. And If you don't want to be super shredded right now, if you don't want to be the best version of yourself in terms of the absolute healthiest, leanest version of yourself, then that's totally understandable. And it's your prerogative to do whatever the heck you want to do. And in my opinion, I think that we all need to be focusing a hell of a lot more on joy right now. So if you have three meals that are your absolute favorite, then make them all in one week. Like literally do what you want to do to help yourself feel joyful, but do it in a way that is healthy. That's all that I'm saying. Guys, I really hope that this episode helped you and I can't wait to speak to you soon in the next episode. But until then, I wish you happiness and real health.